the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. It's Down Syndrome's uh, Down Syndrome Day. Uh, where we are supposed to, you know, at least recognize that some people's lives are worth living if they have Down syndrome. We have an amazing uh, guest coming up in about 30 minutes. Uh, she has Down syndrome, and uh, what the doctors said about her life is completely different than what her life is actually like. She'll be joining us. Steven Pinker is going to be with us in about uh, 50 minutes. And Riaz Patel joins us now. Riaz is a friend and a guy that we've known on the program for about two years. And we really became close when he went up while all of his friends were saying, you know, these these Trump voters are all crazy. He went up and he went to Alaska on his own dime to spend some time with Trump voters. And he came back and wrote an incredible op ed that said, no, that's not who they are. We're not listening to each other. And so we've kind of been on this journey together to uh, to listen. And you've actually gone out and you've put people together uh, that are Republicans and Democrats or left and right and and libertarians and tried to find uh, where we're missing each other. Right. I think I think there were so many points that going between Dallas and L.A. and D.C. that people were saying things and they were talking across purposes that they couldn't actually hear each other or the thing that they were saying was being heard in an entirely different way. Mm. And so bringing these people together and really importantly why I brought it to you is to do it without any agenda that wasn't going to skew a liberal or conservative or libertarian just to say, when is the last time you saw a group of friends of friends sit down and have this honest conversation within the divide? And it's a tough conversation. It's a tough conversation. If you have an, and if you have a network or an editor pushing for something, it makes people even more afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. So this is brought with as little bias, little re-editing, little manipulation, little agenda as possible. Play the clip that you played for me mm-hmm. yesterday that is um, a liberal saying, you know, look at all these Trump people. We're angry. They're angry about gays. And They're anti-gay. Else. Yeah, They're anti-gay. Play this clip. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. That that speaks to the Republican thought processes, that they didn't want gays to have equal rights. No, no. Yes. Why were they so mad? I think the average civil human being will say to you, I don't care what you do in the privacy of your home. I genuinely don't. So why are the Republicans so opposed to it? Why are they so opposed to Obamacare? I think think in part it's this phenomena of as conservatives see it, of federalizing every problem, right. that there's a federal solution for every problem in society. And, and, and we, so, get, we get crazy because it takes away our freedom and our recourse. What can we do as an individual American when the federal government imposes, like Obamacare is such an imposition financially to so many people, there's no recourse. You know, and so you have this friendship of many years where she believes her friend voted and believes that she's anti-gay. And this friend Marianne was like, I have gay cousins, I have gay friends. That's not true at all. I, it's about big government and, and an executive order creating this. They never had the conversation. She had to literally stop her and say, no, no, no. That's what I'm trying to get people to say is you're not hearing each other. And so here's the thing. If we don't hear each other, then we can't find any solutions. Absolutely. At all. And you found another guy. And do we have him on the phone? You found another guy. Yes. Up in uh, the Pacific Northwest. Seattle, Washington, total progressive, liberal, liberal. So a guy that we should not agree on anything. No, I'm sure he might think you're the dark overlord. (laughs) 
Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, really? Uh, so anyway, I'm too pale <laughs> that, to be uh, that's, too, too pale to it be. It comes the dark from inside, Glenn, the dark <laughs> yes, overlord is. Okay. The, the exterior is very white. <laughs> right. The interior of the heart is black. All right. Uh, um, uh, but I think no, he is the exact he is as progressive as possible, socialist leading. And I would say in this work he does for poverty, real poverty work he's done, he's done his whole life, he's dedicated to it. He's walking the walk. He has found recently that the greatest solution we had a conversation is a melding of both. The conservative principle of capitalism works and the liberal principle of giving people a bit of a hand. And so he has this microloan program that I wanted to you talk about because I'm not just asking people to talk together to repair their friendships, although that's huge. I'm saying the solutions to the problems that we all want to solve, poverty, crime, guns, will be in us listening and in the gray thinking that comes out. Because there's, an, I don't even think it's gray thinking. I just think it's new thinking. New thinking. The, system, the systems of the past don't work. No, so the world has changed it, so yes, much. Yes. Uh, Jeff Klein, executive director of soundreach.org. Uh, Hello, Jeff. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are hi, you? Hi, Jeff. Am, am, hi, I the, Jeff. am I the dark overlord to you, Jeff? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is not a good way to start. <laughs> it's, an, it's, it's an excellent way to start. Because okay. it's, it's, when I met him, I yeah. thought we would have nothing in common at all. And, and now we have this beautiful friendship. So to, to, to me, you know, the idea of, of Glenn Beck had so much false uh, attached to it. But what I wanted you guys to talk about is this, this program where you have this innovative solution that is really a blending of conservative and liberal philosophies. So, so Jeff, here's the thing yeah. where we come, where I think the the right comes from. You you have to give people a a hand up, not a handout. They they've got to work for it. They've got to you know um, uh, take it on themselves because if everything is given to you, look what happens to rich kids most times. Uh, and and so and capitalism has taken so many people out of poverty. Now, with that, capitalism, uh, just pure capitalism without any moral sentiments, as Adam Smith would say, is awful. It's an invisible mm -hmm. hand that'll choke the life out of society. So how do we do good? What have you found that works with capitalism as well? Well, you know, I want to validate some of the things you're saying. Um, I have been working in food banks for a number of years, and uh, doing anti-poverty work and just dealing with the the scope and the size of the poverty problem in this country is it just became overwhelming. And uh, you know, I've, I've done a lot of research on behavioral uh, psychology and what affects poverty behaviors. And I started looking at um, financial systems and how they can possibly work to help people out of poverty. But uh, you know, I I do think that there is a, a you know, this, the size of the problem is overwhelming for so many people. I mean, there are hundreds of millions of people struggling to make ends meet. 67% of the country can't come up with $500 on short notice in an emergency. So I just started thinking, is there a way to use microfinance to help break down some of these barriers? And what'd you, and what'd you find? Well, um, you know, I, I took over a small agency in Tacoma, Washington called Sound Outreach about three years ago. We were, you know, basically our, our role was to get people connected to food stamps. I'm like, this is a Band-Aid to the problem. Yeah. And, so and that's big. what conservatives would say. That's what a lot of conservatives would yeah. say. 
Yeah, but, you know, nobody knows how to deal with this poverty problem in, in the right way. And I, and I do think that, you know, that there is something to that hand up and so the, the handout thing. But, you know, in this country, achieving the American dream is more difficult than it used to be. So I've been doing research on that, too. And just, you know, 4% of people in the bottom 20% of the socioeconomic system can make it to the top. And they're... Mm. You know, there are other countries that are doing it better. So achieving the American dream is more difficult. So, so what I did was I sort of changed over my agency to focus on financial counseling. So we, you know, connect people to one-on-one coaching. It's great. Uh, checking credit scores, looking at budgets, setting That's financial great. goals. But great, the other great, thing great. I did was I partnered, partnered with the credit union. And so if you're meeting with one of our financial counselors, you can access a small dollar loan, like a micro loan, to help you out of a difficult financial situation. So I'm really trying to tackle this barrier of how expensive it is to be poor if you have to go to payday lenders, mm-hmm. if you have to use check cashing. It, it's uh, and, really and thoughtful, to, specific work about but how it, to empower someone to be able to 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 move it themselves this is the kind of stuff that Stu and i have been talking about for a long time that there are there are ways to to specifically target the problem instead of coming out and helicoptering over the top and just saying i'm going to throw cash out of a window instead looking at for instance my church is the i think it's the second largest welfare organization in the world Mm. um, behind the united states government and it, but it doesn't advertise that. In fact, probably is a little, you know, thrown rocks at me for say, saying that. Mm. They don't advertise it. They don't. It's not something that they wear on their sleeve. However, there are things that you do. For instance, if I'm in trouble uh, and I've really, you know, I'm I'm losing my house or whatever. If if I'm a tithe payer, if, you know, a taxpayer, if mm. I'm a tithe payer, they will come in and they will help stabilize my situation. However, they require me to take financial counseling. Mm-hmm. They require me to do certain things that show I am interested in turning this around myself. And they'll help as long as you're helping yourself. If you're not helping yourself, there's no place. I can't help you. How big a motivator is that to you, Jeff, in terms of harnessing the power of someone's motivation to better themselves, the capital dream, I got the American dream? How, is, how big, how game-changing has that been when you can harness it? Well, you know, all the research I've seen and actually just firsthand experience working with this population is when you don't have financial slack in your life, yeah. making decisions is difficult. And so people say, oh, they put themselves in that situation themselves. They're stupid. They're lazy, whatever. Really, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, if, you're, if you run out of money before the end of the month, you're stressed. And under stress, you make poor decisions. So yes. if you can give people slack, more financial slack in their lives. So kind of the way this works is, you know, and Riaz is totally right. Like I'm a total flaming liberal, like have been forever. And We've known each other since we were in sixth grade, by the way. Would be wonderful. It would be great. But we don't have the political will or the social will in this country to get there. So what do you do instead? You give people more access to capitalism so that they can take advantage of the system the way other people do and get ahead. So if you can't, if you have a poor credit score and you're paying high interest rates on your vehicle or you're paying high, most people don't know that a lot of your insurance premiums are based on your credit score too. So if you focus on credit building and get your credit score up, you can get more financial slack in your month 
by reducing your monthly payments on your premiums or your vehicle payment. So now if you can't, if you can't get there, we've got a shortcut. We can refinance your auto loan through our credit union partner. If our financial counselor meets with you and sees, Oh, you're, you're paying on time. You've paid on time 12 months on your vehicle at $550 at 29% interest. You can afford 14% interest for sure. You, if you're affording 500 a month, you could afford 300 a month. So we can save someone $200 a month and give them more slack in their life. Which is a game changer. So, Jeff, uh, thank you for uh, coming on and, and sharing this. I want to look into your, your program because what you've said here, I don't have a problem with. Do you have a problem with this? Any of this, Stu? This sounds all good. I mean, on the surface, this sounds all good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I brought thank it to you because you, I, I, I... Lord, that, that's really <laughs> that's nice of you to say. And, and just to answer that question, like I'm, I've been friends with Riaz a long time. Yeah, and if he vouches for you, uh, like any talk of Dark Overlord, like he doesn't allow me to make direct eye contact ever. <laughs> Jeff, uh, thank you so much for the work that you're doing, and thanks for coming on the uh, program and and having a conversation. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. God I bless appreciate it. you. Bet. Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network.